Okay, Checo, 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 Max, Max, Max. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Curtin Dillon, and you can't see me, but I got on my Red Bull hat today because we're here for a little Red Bull chat because we got quotes coming out from both the drivers. We got Checo Perez basically saying, you know, I'm probably not going to be here in a couple years, and we got Max Verstappen talking about what he would do to make the cars better and the racing better. Uh, so we wanted to hop on today and talk about a couple of these things. Uh, Dylan, how Hello. you feeling? <laughs> uh, a little hungover. <laughs> uh, it was Dylan's birthday yesterday, so he's, uh, he's, he's getting better as, get, <laughs> as get, time I, goes I on. I borrowed happiness yesterday. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so yesterday, this comment came out from Checo, and basically kind of reignited the the fire if you will on the rumors of him not being a long-term red bull driver and not being there for long you know there's been a lot of talk and a lot of speculation because of his performance this year which has been up and down if you think back to the beginning of the season it was a lot of like he was neck and neck with the championship actually going into miami my prediction was that we we're going to come out with a mexican championship yep. leader and uh, that didn't fare very well it didn't last yeah. long. Not long at all. And uh, he's fallen off a cliff performance-wise since then. Yeah, he um, really has. So leading to a bunch of speculation. But let me get into this quote that he came out and said. So basically, he was talking with a Spanish-language publication called Dazen, D-A-Z-N. Hmm. Um, and the quote that he came out with was, he said, I think that now, with the season we've had, it's important in the next races to be in an environment where I feel I can contribute. And if that place in 2024 isn't here, then we have to look for alternatives. Yeah, he's kind of teeing it up. And it's funny because it's like, uh, I need to be able to contribute. And it's like, no, you really don't. Max has locked up the constructor championship by himself right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to contribute, that, if, yeah, if you, right? could help, you could contribute by, you know, helping defend off the Ferraris or the Mercedes so that Max can definitely win by 50 seconds every time. That that would be nice if you could just do that. <laughs> Instead of messing around in the midfield, we need you up here. Um, but yeah, so then he goes on and says, but for now, my main focus is to stay here and win more races and keep on winning championships with Red Bull. As you say, I have a contract for next year. So at some stage next year, we'll see. Which, I mean, he's basically saying like, and what I take from this is that he's kind of conceding and he's like, hey, you know what? I'm not in the championship fight. I'm nope. not even contributing at this point. I need to be in an environment that will allow me to contribute. Basically saying like right now, this Red Bull environment is oppressive. It's not helping me. He wants to be somewhere that can, you know, help him do better. Yeah, um, I mean, it makes sense when you, you know, in his contract, if he fell 125 points behind Max, he was going to start losing pay. and. Like there's, it's not like, you know, we've talked about it with, with like Logan Sargent, you know, in the back rooms, they're telling him everything's going to be fine. That crash wasn't your fault. You're just learning still. Meanwhile, in the back rooms of Red Bull, they're like, so we're docking your pay and uh, you need to step your shit up. You're like you're, you're getting written up for your performance. It's like a, a performance coaching at a job. Um, but so one thing that's kind of interesting in, in this whole thing is it seems like on the surface, there's kind of two camps. You've got Helmut Marco and Christian Horner, right? And Helmut Marco is very vocally like, 
this is not enough. Checo is not the guy. He's not doing it. He's always talking about how like nothing, I think his quote recently was nothing in Formula One is 100%. Like basically saying like, even though you have a contract for next year, don't get comfortable because you could be yanked out. Look at Nick DeVries, right? And then you've got Christian Horner who on the surface keeps coming out and saying that Checo's safe. Checo's going to be here. Checo's our guy. We're behind him. Honestly, though, I I think that's kind of a facade. I think Christian Horner is a shrewd businessman, and he's proven it before. Oh, yeah. And I think he's just saying that to like be that public face. You're like, hey, Helmut Marco, that's the crazy old man. Uh, you know, everything's good. I got it under control. But I think Horner is probably just as hard against Checo as Helmut Marco is. You know, behind closed doors. I totally agree. I I have no doubt that Christian Horner is a hard ass behind closed doors and all of that. You know, as the team principal boss, you kind of have to put on a good face and, and, you know, represent the brand. Um, but yeah, I have no doubt that there, there's no love lost there for sure. All right. So on this though, I got to thinking where could Checo go? Where could he go? Yep. What are his options? You know, I'm, I'm looking at driver contracts. There's a lot there's a of lot. contracts that end next year. Yep. And there's quite a few that end in 2025 as well, but next year, is going to be massive. I think next silly season is going to be lit. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be crazy. I totally agree. I, I don't. Checo's got a ton of experience and he is a good driver. It, it's not, he's not Lance Stroll. Um, right. I, I wouldn't, you know, Alfa Romeo for the past couple of years has kind of been the team to pick up the old guys and, and help, hopefully help with the development. I, I don't know that Botas is doing all that well. Um, and it might be the car. It's just like a non-conversation. So that name comes to mind. Um, Right. But with them, you got to think we got Audi coming in. Yep. You know, what are they going to, so they got Bottas, his contract ends in 25. Joe Guan Yu ends this year. He hasn't re-signed yet. So, I mean, would he replace Bottas? Would he replace Joe? Would Alpine, or I'm sorry, would uh, Audi even want him there instead of, you know, a German driver, maybe? I know there's been rumors of Carlos Sainz already having an agreement, and then there's a lot of murmurings of maybe, like, a Mick Schumacher going there. Um, (laughs) But I don't know. Yeah, I think think you're right. He's a good, consistent driver. He he needs to, you know, what team is going to want that or need that? But also, the teams that need that, are they the teams that he wants to go to? I mean, the team that you want to go to is the one competing for the championship, and you're already there. So uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, you're, it, it's going to be a mid to backfield marker for development purposes. Like, I I don't know. It was interesting, kind of running it back a little bit. You know, with a lot of the things people have been saying, um, uh, especially Toto Wolf. He's been quoted a bunch of times lately, and you know, he was talking about with Max winning his ten consecutive wins. He was like, Mercedes has never done that because we've always had two really good competitive drivers. And he's right. You know, Botas and Lewis were um, probably as as far of a gap between driver talent as Mercedes had. When it was, you know, Lewis and Nico, you had two world champions uh, that were literally fighting at points. Um, and And that's why Max has been able to win 10. But there's definitely a giant gap that who who fills that gap if we lose checo and he goes to alfa romeo like who could compete with max right now you'd need a lewis hamilton to 
push him any further. I uh, that's the that's the other thing. And here we go on a little tangent, which I'm happy to go down. There's been a ton of rumors lately and interest. Helmet Marco even came out and said that it was a shame that Lando Norris's contract goes so far through uh, 2025 is when his is over. Like there's a his huge is push. Yeah, and there's a huge push to get Lando in that seat. And Lando also came out and said something about, you know, he would love to be, I forget what the exact quote was, basically saying he would like to be partnered up with Max and then like jokingly spun it to where, oh, Max would have to leave and come to McLaren. Yeah. Um, But I think, honestly, I'm looking at everybody. I don't see Charlotte Claire going there. He's got Stockholm syndrome. (laughs) Yeah, right. He's, he's, He's not leaving. You got Piastri and Norris who... I mean, maybe this whole battle between them might start to boil up to a point where one of them wants out. No. But I just, I don't know. I think it's a far shot, you know, for Norris to go there. But Sainz I think he would be and, uh, the only one. Signs and Max used to be on a team together at Toro Rosso. They did. They did. Would they bring Signs back to Red Bull? Even if, though. If Signs keeps on doing what he's doing right now at Ferrari, he, that could be interesting. I, but the thing with that is. For me, I think Signs is tired of being a number two driver. I think yeah. Signs wants to be number one, so I don't think he would go there. And same thing with Lando, too. I don't think Lando wants to go be number two, but I think in his mind, he would be going there to kind of fight for that number one spot. That's and my also, thoughts. It, yeah. It's not going there to be number two. It's going there to prove that I am number one. Yep. And, I mean, Max is already coming out and saying, like, hey, I'm not going to be here much longer. Nope. You know, I'm 2028 is when his contract is over and he's already saying like he's going to peace out. I don't know how much validity there is to that, but maybe that the might play into it too. Are, are, you know, it's not about the money. It's not about all of those things. He's saying, I want to go do other races. I want to do the 24 hours of Le Mans. I want to go do yeah. GT3. I want to go experience other racing. He and when probably, people yeah. say things like that, it's like uh, that that's got a lot more validity than you know, oh, I want to go in the triple crown or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm sure at some point the spark of, you know, enjoyment when you're 20 seconds ahead of everybody just doing hot laps by yourself. I'm sure at some point doing that for another four year contract seems kind of not as enticing. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So maybe that would lean into maybe a Norris move over there. But I, honestly, I don't know. I don't see that. I don't, I don't see Norris leaving to go to Red Bull. Um, I, I'm hoping it's Danny Rick. I, I mean, what do we have to lose at that point? Like, I know, right? Checo gets one. pulled. Danny goes in. It, it's kind of a mood point because it, it's, you know, Max is doing so well. The car is so far ahead of everybody else. Put Danny in. Fans will love it. It's going to bring in a ton of revenue for the business. It, it's he's a good enough driver for it not to really matter. And then play some timeout for the Landos or the whoever to get closer to the end of their contracts in 2026. That, that is, I have two main theories about Checo Perez and his future. And that's one of them is that he'll be the number one driver at Alpha Tauri where they're going to have the, basically the RB19. He knows yep. that car. He can go down there, help develop Alpha Tauri, put Danny Rick up there with uh, Max Verstappen, which I know it's wishful thinking, but it's what everybody wants. Give the people what they want. There's no harm in it at this point. Max is yep. going to win the championship by himself. Put Danny Rick in there. See if he could push it. Get a hell of a, a lot more merch sales. And, you know, right now they've got a maybe a negative perception in the Formula One world because everybody's tired of seeing them win all the time. Yep. So maybe put Danny Rick in there, win some, you know, the fan favorite, you know, bring him in there. 
and uh, see how that goes. I think that could be a pretty good choice. My yeah. other my other theory is that Checo's just going to sail off into the sunset and retire. He's made comments about wanting to be spending time with his family. He just had another kid. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, that's I forget that's an option. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Like, you could just walk away. You don't have to stay there. But yeah, I, I could see that happening. Because I, I don't see him going to a smaller team like a, a Haas, anything like Oof. that for sure. Going to Haas would be hard. That's like a career ender right there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where so you hard. go when you just want to be in Formula One. And maybe get some air, airline miles by traveling all the time. Yeah. I don't know. That, that one's rough. Oh, well, all right. Well, that's enough on the, the Checo thing. What about this Max Verstappen uh, quote that you sent over the other day? So, I mean, I think it's just super interesting. One of the some commentator or interviewer asked Max what he would change about this generation of cars to make Formula One more fun, more interesting. And he brought up four main points which uh, one or two of them is pretty obvious, but I kind of liked them all. The first thing he said was to make the cars more draggy, which was counterintuitive, but he was like, I want them draggier so that the DRS has less effect. You could also just say no DRS and not true, but he then followed it up with saying, make the cars a lot lighter um, so that they're more agile through the corners. Like that's what formula one is grand prix cars are going through corners like they're on rails not doing 230 down straights like that's it's supposed to be a cornering game and so he wants to make them draggier not as much drs but lighter and faster through the corners i I thought that was kind of cool um get rid of the hybrid system bring back like the three liter v10s which uh hell yeah um (laughs) and his, his thing was that it was um the the naturally aspirated motors are just smoother. You're not playing with deployment of electrical power and how torquey the electrical engine is and when the gas engine versus the electric. He was like, there's just smoother power through the RPM range in a naturally aspirated. And he's like, they're more fun to drive. And then make the tires smaller, which I didn't understand when he first said it, but he was like, I can't see the apex of the corners. And it showed like his camera view when he was turning and you're right there there is a corner there you see it coming up and it just disappears behind this massive tire like, oh i didn't really notice that that is kind of i bet that is kind of a pain when you're trying to be a centimeter away from you know a wall or something and yeah. tire uh, <laughs> it's like who was it uh who was it that hit the pit wall a couple of races ago just trying to pull out of the pits during like, practice was it checko yeah i could imagine like you you can't see when you think about the driver position in these cars, you're basically lying down yep. and there's like, you barely see over the, the front of the cockpit. And then you're right. You got the tires shooting up on the corners. You don't know how far it is in front of you. Like, yeah. That's pretty, pretty crappy place to be. And <laughs> if you're trying to drive. So, I mean, those were his four points and all of them sound pretty valid and awesome. Uh, they did come back and say, um, that the prop one, they're not going to get rid of the hybrid. That's not happening. And two, the added weight, they added 80 pounds to the car this year, all in safety features. So yeah, it sounds, kind of- it sounds like what Max does or wants is a return to like 2005 yeah. cars, something like that, you know, smaller, lighter, less safety, no hybrid, which I mean, 
those are kind of the glory days of formula yeah. one man just the sound alone of those engines like A that V10 that's wrapping twenty thousand rpm oh, oh it's one of those I remember a couple of years ago fernando got to drive his old uh yeah. reno and lewis hamilton's doing an interview and fernando goes by and lewis just stops talking and he's just like oh that sound yeah and like yeah those those cars were amazing yeah i i, I it, it kind of was the perfect car back then so i don't really blame him i agree with all of his points i just thought they were fun interesting points some of which i hadn't thought of yeah yeah that is pretty interesting yeah like you said a lot of that stuff you know you take kind of for granted like the the way that the drivers you just assume that they could see everything i don't know even when you see that helmet view i guess that's a really cool view that's one of my yeah, favorite is. views is you get to actually see for one how bouncy and shaky everything is and for two, just how crappy of a of, of a position they are for field of view. Like you can't see anything. And everyone is I remember last year, a year or two ago, they were talking about how low Lewis sits in the car. And I've always looked at it, and most of the time you can see like the mouthpiece of people's helmets as they're going around. Lewis sits like all the way up to his visor. Like you can't see anything below his Jeez. he sits way down low in there. That's crazy. Um, I'm sure that helps with the G forces you pull, but um, it just got me thinking how we do rely on DRS. So many of the passes are there, but when you have the old school, you know, Lewis and Alonzo's passing people in the corners, how much more fun that is at Zanfort when Alonzo was throwing it on the inside of turn three on that banked corner, like how much more fun that is than DRS. Yeah. It's so much more exciting than waiting be like, all right, he's going to get to the straight and then he's going to pass and just goes right by It, it, it. I like that a lot better too. But unfortunately, this is the environment that we're in. It's all about safety for good reason. You know, we've yep. seen that rear its head a couple times. And, you know, especially the Halo, which was super controversial when it came out, has saved numerous drivers since then. Lewis Hamilton yeah. included in that group. Roman Grosjean. Um, oh, for sure. Roman Grosjean. Um, and, you know, the other, you know, sustainability, they got their, what, net 30 or net yeah, zero pledge net by zero, 2030. Yeah. And so now we're going to more sustainable fuels. Or all, no, actually, just all sustainable fuels for 2026. More electrical power. You know, it's just a matter of time before it's just Formula E with a different body. I guess. I don't know. I don't see him doing that. I don't think they can. I think they'd lose all the fans. I'd stop watching. Like no, you one have to have the sound. E. Yeah, I've tried to watch Formula E, and it's you can't get into it. No, I I don't know. I'm sure some people love it. I cannot get into Formula E. No. Uh, the only sound is the giant diesel generator in the garage charging the batteries to be, you know, <laughs> environmentally friendly, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, kind of fun. Thought they were interesting comments. The the Checo stuff is super interesting. I think he is kind of teeing up that he's on his way out. Um, I guess we'll see what happens. We will. It's going to be exciting. And like I said, next year, I think this was a quiet, silly season. Because the calm before the storm, because next year we're going to see a lot of shifting of drivers, I think. We counted um, it last a couple of podcasts ago. What do we have? Nine contracts expiring next year? Something crazy. Like, it's something ridiculous, yeah. And I mean, we still do we even know who's in charge at Rental or Alpine right now? I don't think they have. I think there's no head to the snake. <laughs> there's probably like some interim people in charge. I think it's just Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon like, hey, guys, do this and do this. And <laughs> So yeah, I think next silly season, next year we'll definitely have some fun shakeups. Cool. Well, it will. We'll see at the end of this year. I think we're going to lose a Ferrari driver, which will cause uh, a shakeup in in by itself. 
I think and now if you want to do some speculation, I think we're going to lose an Aston Martin driver and yeah. potentially, potentially a Alpha Tauri driver because uh, Sonoda still hasn't re-signed. Sonoda's got that huge tie with Honda. Honda is going to be partnered up with uh, Aston Martin. So I could see uh, Yuki Sonoda moving over there. So we'll see. We still got a couple more months for that to go and see what happens. I'm excited. We got uh, Singapore next week. It's going to be awesome. Street track. I'm excited. Great time. All right. Well, hey, guys, if you like this podcast, make sure you leave us a rating and a review and share it with a friend. And uh, other than that, we will see you next week for the Singapore preview. Um, You got anything else, Dylan? That's it, Kirk. All right. Well, on that note, stay classy, America. We'll see you next time.